0: Welcome to our today's episode of the All Things Podcast. I'm here today with Paul and Don Scott Damon to celebrate the launch of their new book, The Freedom Challenge for Men, 60 Days to Untie the Cords That Bind You. We had an absolutely delightful conversation just a few days ago that I am super excited to share with you. But first, let me give them a proper introduction. Paul and Don Scott Damon serve in many ministries together, including Tribes, a multicultural church they planted in Rockford, Michigan. Paul is the founder and president of Family Capital Management, specializing in wealth management and strategic stewardship. Don is an ordained minister with the Wesleyan Church and an award-winning author, speaker, podcast host, and Freedom Life Coach. Married for nine years, they have five children and 11 grandchildren. So let me share a few little known facts about each of them. For Paul, he was All-American in football. He got to guard and play against, get this, Magic Johnson. And he has started three nonprofits. And for Dawn, she loves animals. Dog kisses are the best. She has been doing radio since she was eight years old with her own tape recorder, and she was the first female pastor in a large megachurch and is a singer with three musical albums. So hey, let's roll this tape. Well, I have been looking so forward to this time together with both of you, Dawn and Paul. I am just super excited to welcome you as a team and a couple to the All Things Podcast. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you.
1: It's great to be here.
0: Yes. Yeah. Dawn has been on many times, but this is the first time I've had them both on together. So I'm super excited about this and all that has happened leading up to this time together on the podcast because it's really an incredible, journey that's been happening for the birth of this new book. So I'm I'm just, I don't know how many times I can say I'm super excited, but I really am. So let's start our conversation today because I would love for our listeners on the All Things Podcast to learn a little more about you two as a couple, as individuals, however you want to share your Romans 828 stories. I would just love to have our listeners get a little peek a little sneak peek into your lives mm-hmm. so they can see how God is working all things together for good for each one of you
1: amen yes god is good he is so our stories are in some ways pretty similar i was married for 22 years we had two boys who are now in their late 20s or 30 and we had a marriage that I would say, was basically heavily driven by the family, the idea of staying together for the kids kind of thing. Um, we, we didn't have a real close bond in Christ. Um, so that was a definite gap in our marriage. And then around year 21, I discovered that my wife had left me. Now, she just didn't tell me she had left me, but Uh, Nonetheless, left me, and I was devastated from the standpoint of something falling apart that I believed God had put together and that I was committed to for a lifetime, to good, bad, and and everything in between. Um, Also, around that time, that was around two thousand seven and two thousand eight. As many people are remembering, the economy fell apart. My business basically was crushed and so my marriage fell apart and my financial world collapsed all at the same time so it was the perfect storm so i went through some really rough years but again god is amazing and he led me to this amazing woman and god redeemed my life redeemed my wife and now today i'm able to say and and believe that all things do work together for the good for those who love him and so through out of the out of the painness and and struggles that I went through uh, God definitely redeemed it and mm-hmm. I am mm-hmm. really in a in in a way completely okay with everything I went through because of where I'm at now it's like I had to go through that to get to where I'm at so I'm okay with it
0: yep amen Amen. And your business, I mean, not only did he redeem your relationship and brought you Dawn, but you're doing well in business. And so He obviously redeemed that part of your life as well.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. A hundredfold. So wow, in, in every area of my life. And now I've got eight beautiful children and 11 beautiful grandchildren.
2: Mm-hmm. Wow. You know, I often think about Abraham going up the mountain with Isaac and, you know, Isaac was asking him, dad, where's the sacrifice? And he just kept saying, the Lord will provide Jehovah Jireh. And so I think about the two of them walking up one side of the mountain and on the other side of that mountain, there had to be a ram walking up because they met up at the top because the sacrifice was indeed provided by God. And the ram was sacrificed. If, if you know the story in scripture, if you don't take a look at Genesis. So Paul was going up one side of the mountain in and in a way that was very painful and hurtful. I was going up the other side of a mountain that was very painful and hurtful as well. Marriage of 28 years. And I, too, had a husband that left the marriage, left the children and infidelity and brokenness and addiction on his part and just really left us in a shamble. I was a pastor and I was an executive pastor of a very large church. And so it was it was. Humiliating, but more than that, I've I felt like I had disappointed, let God down. Mm. That was where my heartbreak was. Yes, I lost the marriage, but God can't use me anymore. I'm broken beyond repair. God, I've given you a black eye. I am, you know, the scorn, Ichabod, the glory has lifted. And God in his sovereignty, of course. I've lived enough life now to look back at many things in my life to see how He is so faithful. He will always make it all work out. But there we were. We both were. We were both climbing a mountain that seemed very, very painful. But God, in His perfect timing, then had us meet. And God knew. God knew from the beginning when when we were both crying and hurting mm-hmm. and in pain that we were going to end up at the right time at the right place. Right. And so God's mercy is new every morning. And morning happened on an April 28th. When I came into Paul's office, he was financial advisor and I came in for some financial advice and got a husband instead. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love that.
1: <laughs> and as Dawn reminds me, this has been the best 11 years of my life.
0: Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, I just, Having a meal with you and hanging out with you when I was up in Grand Rapids was just a delight. And it's just so fun to see how God
2: does his thing and exceeds our expectations. Right. right. You know, yeah. Just like Paul said a minute ago, I'm okay with everything that I had to go through, even though it was excruciatingly painful. Rejection is is very painful. The the breakdown of a marriage, and I still believe in marriage and that the, the sanctity of it, and that God wants those marriages and those families to stay together. But but I would go through it all over again to be living in the dream now and just the fruition of it. And just quickly, you spoke about Paul's business flourishing. And at the time, you know, neither one of his boys wanted anything to do with a financial world. They're not wired that way. And as it would, as God would have it, two of my kids are now in the business with Paul because they are they are very financially yep. minded wow. and wired. So he also gave Paul a succession plan for the the flourishing and the continuation of the business. Right. So it's like Boaz, you know, the whole thing's redeemed. Yeah, yeah I
0: love that. Okay, we're going to move into the book, the Freedom Challenge for Men, and what inspired you to because. Dawn, your first book with Redemption Press was the Freedom Challenge for Women. So how did this idea get birthed?
1: Well, I had uh, read Dawn's book twice, and I used it in my daily devotional at least twice. And I loved it. I, it was from beginning to end. It was, it was a roadmap to health. And, you know, even though it was written targeting women, all the principles apply it's just maybe a little bit different gender orientation but that that didn't change the principles and the the benefits and the focus of the of the book and what it can do in terms of helping overcome the lies of the enemy helping renew our mind using scripture using you know quite frankly good psychology so it's a combination of you know scripture which is awesome and powerful and psychology which is the study of the mind and how do we how do we have a healthy mind and a healthy thought life so um, when when the idea came to dawn to do a book for men i was all into it except for having to write the book or help help write the book <laughs> thankfully we used a lot of what you know she had laid out in terms of the structure there right. wasn't a lot to change but you know making the the stories more aligned with men and making the examples, illustrations, my life story, some of my, some of my life stories. So that was really what we had to do to make it a book uh, targeting men.
2: And I think that you were just the perfect person to write that because you've had a very strong ministry for men and you function in the areas where a lot of men struggle. You know, he's, very good with finances. He's also an athlete and all American, you know, you've been through divorce, you've you've led a godly life. And so you, it was the perfect partnership for Paul to add chapters in that book that would make it very relevant and very enriching and powerful for men. So it's a, it's a, you know, a man's man, he understands and he speaks right to the men. And that's the beautiful part of it.
0: And I love that it's a sixty-day immersion into the truth, the word. Yep. To, you know, if you're gonna take thoughts captive and deal and get rid of them, you have to replace it with the truth.
2: Right. And
0: that's what's so great about. I haven't read the new one. Um, Ross wants a copy, so I'm gonna snag <laughs> one. But just reading your book, Don, twice and going through every day and just be, it was just it was life changing so i can just imagine how that's going to be for the men who get a
2: hold of this well, the bible says very clearly that the word of god works and it does renew our mind and that is how we actually do renew our mind and the the repetition of scripture and in it every day and immersing your mind, it literally does not only to your heart and your soul, but it begins to create new neural pathways in the brain. So instead of going to my old habitual victim mindset, I go to a new empowered overcoming mindset because I begin to transform myself through the renewing of my mind by the word of God. So yeah, I love it too. That's so cool. I mean,
0: I I think I remember our first conversation about it. It was just like, whoa, (laughs) it was like the angel started singing. I just knew it was gonna be good. So, what makes your book unique from others that deal with the strongholds
2: that keep people in bondage to sin? I think what is different about this is that a lot of books will will tell you, they're telling books. This is participation. You speak out loud with your mouth, these confessions, you believe it, you read it, you see it, you declare it not once, not twice, but every day for 60 days. And so you are agreeing with God and who he says you are and what he says you can do. And so I think that's the difference. And then you journal because, you know, sometimes I don't even know what I'm thinking. I don't know what's in my heart, but I begin to journal and what comes out. Are the issues of the heart, you know, those ponderings that you you didn't even know were kind of rumbling around, and you know, God begins to respond to us, and as they're, as you're writing and as you're journaling, you will begin to feel the Holy Spirit nudging you and giving you a word. But I really think the interaction, right, the speaking it out loud.
1: Yep, and the format again is it's so heavily tied to Scripture, which is awesome. It it keeps us grounded in biblical truths. It's not. Well, this psychologist said X Y and Z that's later but the foundation is right out of scripture and then the format is to go through a process each day and lay out you know the same format for each day so that every day there's a consistent flow in terms of reflecting and journaling and memorizing you know so everything is consistent declaring, declaring. And confessing
0: and what I love about that is you did some things where you emphasize each, you say it over and over again, but you emphasize the different words Yes, and, and the the journaling piece. I mean, I just think that is so when we write our thoughts and the word of God, and when we write those things, there is something that happens with our brain that makes it stick that if we don't journal, it's just not as,
2: it's not as powerful as it could be. Yeah, that's absolutely true. And science does back that up. I think the statistic is staggering. You're 60 percent more likely to forget or to remember something once you've written it down. And I guess, yeah, 60 percent less likely to remember if you don't. So it's very powerful. And to to what you're talking about, like in one of the affirmations, let's just say we say I am free. We're going to repeat it three times. The first time we're going to say I am free then we're gonna say, "I am free," and then "I am free." So through those affirmations, we we really uh, have people say out loud. And so Paul's right when he says it's mixing neuroscience and what we understand now. It's not in conflict with the Word of God. God's Word actually is knew it bef- from the you know ancient of days the, how the body, brain, soul, and mind all work together. Mm.
0: I love that. So the book focuses on helping men find freedom and emotional healing from destructive thought and behavior patterns. Why is it so important to tackle the renewing of one's mind, what you call cognitive reconstruction with scripture? I think you talked a little bit about it already, but let's take that a little bit further.
1: Yeah, you have you have to rewire the mind, people, men get stuck in a thought pattern and a thought process and oftentimes it's negative it's it's the enemy it's the lies of the enemy but if they get stuck it's like a movie reel that in the the old tape that would just continue to do the same circle and eventually it would just burn up that repetition of bad negative thoughts really erodes our soul erodes our spirit and really brings us down, we've got to reprogram our mind and interrupt the pattern, pattern, break the pattern, unstick the movie reel so that the show can continue, you can go on. So it's really important to start with what are the problems or what are the emotions or thought processes that I'm stuck in and how can I get out of those? Mm,
0: That's so good. So the book is, like I mentioned before, a 60 day immersion in scripture. It's divided into weekly chapters and each daily challenge focuses on seven cord breaking components. And I think we just went over those, but let's reiterate those seven components and why it's important for readers to address each one every day for 60 days. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: So the first one is what is today's truth? So we start off with, a positive affirmation statement for example in week 1 i am god's child well that that in itself is huge i'm a child of god i'm not some bum i'm a child of the master the king the the universe then declare which is stating what are what we are in god and then meditate believe and accept which is what we've been talking about where that repetition those statements of faith and belief, and then accepting God's truth, and then confess, again with our mouth, then affirm. And finally, there's memory challenges that allow us to continue to put Scripture into our spirit, and finally then explore, explore what we're thinking. That's kind of the questions to ponder, to journal about, and then there's a space for journaling in each chapter
2: you know, what happens to the mind when you have those lies there, sometimes you don't even know that you're operating with lies and false beliefs and negative narratives. And when you begin to speak the truth out loud, it's different than reading it. You can actually read it and it doesn't do, it doesn't disturb you. But if you begin to speak it out loud and you, you struggle with saying it, or, or you, there's resistance, you can recognize that you are hitting up against a lie because it's pushing back the truth of what you want to speak and so then you go oh wow i got something going on in there right now i'm having a hard time saying this out loud i'm having a hard time believing this or accepting that it's true for me it might be true for someone else but it's not true for me and so that's when that distortion starts happening where we talk we call it you know cognitive distortion well now we're going to have cognitive reconstruction now now you're going to get the truth and so it, it dismantles lies it untangles us from the power of the lie that's at work in our life and that's such a powerful thing to do to take the lie to
0: recognize the lie yep. that's like the first step and then to replace it with the truth i mean that's what the satan conversation with jesus in the wilderness at yep. the end of his 40 days right he nope. gives him, throws all this scripture out of context at Adam. And what did Jesus combat with?
2: The word out loud. Exactly. It's so powerful. Yes. And that's what Hebrews 4 12 tells us that the word of God is alive and active and it's able to divide and cut. And so the word isn't just a stagnant thing. I think of, Elka seltzer, you know, the effervescence of it. If you just look at it, you think, oh, but you put it in a glass of water and you watch it come alive. Well, when we put the word of God in us, it goes to work and God watches over his word to perform it and work in us that way. So life changing. It is. It is. I mean, I will never forget the period of
0: time when I was doing that with your book. Yeah. I mean, it was like, And it's not like God hadn't already done a whole bunch of healing, but it was just a new level of just the Holy Spirit really at work because because the scriptures that you chose Mm -hmm. were common scriptures that Christians struggle with believing about themselves. Or the enemy's done a good job at lying in those very areas to keep us believing his lies instead of the truth.
2: Yeah, convincing right. us that it's it's not for us, it doesn't work for us, or that God is a liar. And one thing that we enjoyed doing too is that we used scripture with many different versions or translations of the Bible just to keep it relative. And also you might know a scripture by heart. But when you read it in a different translation, it once again interrupts. Just skimming over something like, "Oh yeah, I know that," and you you read it and you go, "Wait, whoa, wait, what is that?" And read it again because it's been interpreted differently. Still correct, but just just different choice of words, perhaps. So that's a lot of clarity when you when you look at
0: you know two or three or four different versions that say it a little different way, but just it helps us wrap our Brain around it more fully. So, what are some examples of the deadly cords that keep men from experiencing freedom? Why is it so crucial for readers to identify the lies behind each one?
1: Well, there's cords that are tied to false identities, again, not knowing who we are in God. There's deceptive self talk, again, what we say to ourselves either under our breath or out loud is critically important. There's cords of control, something that many men struggle with. Control issues. There's unforgiveness and anger. Boy isn't that a huge one. We yeah. see it all around us today. Anger everywhere. Fear, you know, being afraid, being afraid of what's coming, being afraid of what what's past, all different facets of fear. Depression. Boy, so many people struggle with depression, especially in the wintertime when it's dark and cloudy all the time and in Michigan, snowing, <laughs> negative emotions, not really understanding the emotions that we're feeling and experiencing and taking, again, taking them under control, taking them captive and finally pride and self-sufficiency mm-hmm. uh, or that you could spend a year on that one alone.
0: <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's so good because I love how you picked those things that men struggle with. Where Dawn in her book picked the things that women struggle with. I mean, so they're, but I just love how that is so just appropriate for who's going to need those words of encouragement and who's going to need the truth, the scriptures that are true to combat those lies. So,
1: yeah,
2: mm-hmm. so
0: good. So why is holding on to toxic thinking about the world
2: or ourselves so detrimental to our mental and spiritual health? You know, the Bible talks about as a man thinketh so is he. Another scripture says a merry heart doeth good like a medicine. When we hold on to toxicity, it's a cancer to our body. It is it is soul toxic. It is cause you know science again and and Leaders in this technology and in body, soul, and spirit say, you know, when you hold on to unforgiveness, when you hold on to anger, it can literally cause arthritis in the body. It can cause sleep disorders, headaches, migraines, stress disorders, gut issues. You know, what you swallow, your stomach keeps score, as Rick Warren says, ulcers, All kinds of things happen to the body, not only to the body, but then as we talk about toxicity and holding on to lies and things, it predicts your future. I'm not going to destiny. I'm not going to reach the ultimate place that God wants to bring me when I've got this ceiling on me, when I'm tethered to the past or I'm tethered to unforgiveness or anger, or I've got so much control in my life that I don't know how to release or let go. So For us to fulfill the purpose of God in our life, for us to flourish and live a joyful life, super important to make sure that, you know, we know that we're saved and we're going to heaven, but we're working out our salvation with fear and trembling, the Bible says. So this is the process of sanctification.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So. How have the principles you share in the Freedom Challenge for Men changed you personally? And you told us a little bit at the beginning. Do you have anything you want to add to that,
1: Paul? Well, just it's helped me keep these principles front and center in my own life and my own thought process. I don't always succeed, but I'm able to catch myself more frequently than before I got really into this. This first book that Dawn wrote and then writing the second book with her has really made these things more aware. And self-awareness is such an important aspect to have a healthy life. And without self-awareness, we don't know where we're getting caught up. We don't know where we're stumbling. And we don't know how to get out of it. So in business, as I've always said that people that are very self-aware Often do much better than people who are not self-aware and kind of just blunder through life. They don't realize they're, how they're offending people. They don't realize what they're saying that's that's misinterpreted or, um, you know, hurting other people. They just they're clueless, and that that awareness is such an important part of what we wanted to raise in this work.
0: Well, that's so good because I just did a broadcast about that very thing, how the church has kind of, in a lot of ways, made it not okay to admit negative emotions, like that we actually struggle with them. Yeah. And, and and instead, we like spiritualize them away, or we, you know, or we fake it. And it just ends up with a whole bunch of people in the church who are unhealthy, they're emotionally unhealthy, they're unaware of what is really in their hearts and you know there's people who are totally like legalistic that will say well you you shouldn't be self-aware you need to die to self well that doesn't mean you die to who you are and and the feelings that you have you have to be willing to admit that you're actually having them so that you can Ask God to help you heal from whatever's causing them.
2: That's right. That's so well said because we do this spiritual bypass all the time and we just want to jump over the arena of the soul, but we have to look at that and emotions, they come to us and negative emotions come to us and it's okay to sit with them for a while and actually find out what's the message that they're telling me. So when if, if I feel discouraged or I feel some despair or even my feelings are hurt, I don't want to just jump over it. I want to do some investigation and discover what's going on inside of me, God. What ha- what happened? Did I take in a wound? Did somebody am I holding something? So I think those emotions they're not meant for us to wallow in. They're not meant for us to skip over. God gave them to us. They're powerful. And I think that they're messengers. They absolutely.
0: And I mean, all we have to do is look at David. I mean, that guy didn't run from his depression and his pain and his anguish. And I mean, he clearly talked to God about it and struggled with it and wasn't, you know, trying to spiritualize it away. So I just love how this is really helping us become more aware of the thoughts that we are believing so I'm just super excited about you, both of you working so hard on this project and bringing something to fruition that's going to minister to so many men, and that's going to make some wives happy too. Because you know, to, when we grow ourselves, our spouse gets yeah. blessed by that.
1: Absolutely, um, yeah,
2: both ways. Yeah, that's right.
1: And well, yeah, it makes it makes relationships better too if. If I'm healthy and if Dawn's healthy, we're going to have a better marriage. We're going to have a better relationship. So we talked about that with our kids this last weekend. If we can be healthy, if we can be a better me, I can be a better we.
0: Ooh, that's good. That's good. Okay, so before we wrap up, let's just do one last thing. I would love to have each of you just give a tip or a tool that really has helped you remember that God really is working all things together for good, even when we can't see
2: him. Mm -hmm. What, What would be your advice to our listeners? Well, this is a very practical thing, but I have a mirror crayon that I write on my mirror. And I write scriptures on there. Perhaps Lamentations 3 is one that I'll say, The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never fail. They are new every morning. And so I get myself happy in God and remember who he is and who I am in his sight. I'm the apple of his eye. I am his child. I'm the daughter that he loves. I'm one that he takes care of. He'll never forsake me. He'll never leave me. And so as I just begin to say, and I sing and I say it out loud because faith cometh by hearing. And so I let myself hear myself just getting happy in God. So right on your mirror. That's my tip. I love that. How about you,
1: Paul? Yeah, for me, for men, I, I tell you, Athena, I see it so often. I hear it from men. They just don't spend the time in this area developing themselves, spending time with God, learning this the word, learning what scripture says, learning on how to apply it. You know, they've got a million excuses. They're busy. They're working too much. They got young children. It makes it tough. I get all those things. And I feel I, I feel for people. I mean, our, our kids, as an example, they all have young children. And so it's a challenging time of life. And to find, you know, 30 minutes or 20 minutes to just sit in the presence of God, read something like this that can renew the mind, it's hard. But here's the thing I love about this this book is literally you get this power-packed reading in three to four, maybe five pages, which literally you can do in 10 minutes. You know, obviously if you can spend longer, great, but there's there's really no excuse to not get up 10 minutes earlier or to make room in your schedule, maybe at lunchtime. You know, find that 10 minutes, it can transform your life. Just spending that time in the Word, spending that time renewing your mind, reprogramming your mind. Getting rid of the lies, replacing them with God's truth. It's transformational.
0: I love that. I love that. Well, you two have just been a delight to have this conversation with. I'm just so glad we got to do it before you head out on your trip. So thank you so much for you know, spending time with us today. And uh congratulations on your new book and our Amazon
2: bestseller. Yes. All right. Woo! <laughs> Woo-hoo, I love yep. it. it. Hit it. First oh. day we launched. So praise God. Wow.
0: Woo. I love that. I, um, you know, there's not enough good content out there for men who want right. to live a godly life.
2: Absolutely. Yes. So, yep. Praise yep. the
0: Lord. God used that yep. idea that he gave you, Don, yep. and was able to create that same message for a completely different audience, which I just love
1: that. Amen. Amen.
0: Well, thanks for joining us today for the All Things Podcast, brought to you by Redemption Press and the Romans 828 Bookstore. So, hey, I'd like to ask you a favor. If you would, consider sharing this episode with your friends on social media. And if you haven't yet left a review of the podcast on Apple, I would love it if you would take a minute to do that as it would help other people find the show and also let them know that it's a show worth listening to. So thanks so much for joining us today and I will see you next week. Bye for now.